another episode ready to go They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Horror Show, show it dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Hello, Joe. What's going on? Nothing, man. We boy, we have the best fans, man. Everyone is just so excited about us coming back, and it's been like two months, but there's still people finding out about it, you know, and it's so exciting to get the messages. It's crazy. We, I, I mean, I'm glad we're starting it off like this because we really do. I mean, this run around or this time around, more people are reaching out that I didn't get to interact with the first time or people are just discovering us or they just didn't reach out for whatever reason. Yeah. And they're fucking awesome. They're, every single one of you, uh, you're much appreciated. The response has been great and I couldn't be happier to be back. Dude, it's, it's crazy. I went through a lot of emails. Dude, I was backed up through emails through like end of I think it was just the beginning of September, maybe end of August. Um, it was insane. So I finally got back to everyone. That was my homework last night. It was awful. So I, I'm sorry if the emails are short, but I was trying to get back to everyone. Um, but I do. Oh, my God. I appreciate all of you. It was so uh, it was insane. It was overwhelming. And, um, yeah, the amount of people that found us while we were away is really <laughs> interesting to me. <laughs> like, I love how much too. would that suck? Like... <laughs> You check in on the show and they're alive and well and you're like, okay, I'm going to work my way up. And I've done that before on a podcast. But then somehow for them to end <laughs> like while you're working your way up must be the most devastating thing. And then for that last episode, <laughs> for what it was, <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, but it's so fucking funny. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think deep deep down we knew we, we would cut back. Like, uh, yeah, if it was- maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I did not know. I did not know, honestly. I, I was, um, I'm glad I am. I, I'm glad it's back. But yeah, I guess you're right deep down because I didn't sell anything. <laughs> I didn't get rid of the domain. So. <laughs> um, I told you, I, I like... I like look forward to it now, especially like how crazy this year has been. Like there's nothing to do, you know, <laughs> there's nothing to fucking do. It's like such a nice break in the the routine and the monotony oh man it really is and um i don't know yeah i don't know what it is i, I think maybe it's the recording format now too I, I don't know there's something about it where it is it's a lot of fun and it's a lot of fun to choose our own movies and um kind of do that um and speaking of choosing our own movies we did kabuki man um kind of on a whim and i'm glad i'm glad we did it did it well first off in Trovember fashion, um, I have indulged quite a bit before recording this one, uh, but I am I am far less miserable, or I was far less miserable watching this one than I was last time, and I was a little nervous, you know, because you know, just look at Sergeant Kabuki Man, like a fucking idiot. Yo, I just you spit know, wine you know, all over like... my. <laughs> oh my god, I made a mess! Holy shit! All right, I'm gonna try you know, and clean this seen... up while <laughs> while you talk. Oh my I've, God. <laughs> I've never seen Sergeant Kabuki Man, but like I've heard of him, and I've put it off for that very reason. Like he looks like a fucking asshole. <laughs> There's no way this is going to be good, right? And then after watching uh, that piece of shit we watched last week, Rabbit Grannies, I, I was so so 
so uninterested in watching Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD. Uh, But you know what? You know what? Lloyd, Lloyd is fucking good at what he does. If it's... The trauma movies that they distribute, aside from the uh, the one that Trey and Trey Stone and Matt Parker did, yeah, Cannibal uh, the Musical, Cannibal, Cannibal the Musical. You know, most of the movies that they grab and distribute, dog shit, are fucking terrible. And honestly, honestly that makes sense because <laughs> trauma's buying them for a reason. You know, they're paying dirt cheap to distribute them. But the ones that the the ones that Lloyd directs, you know, Lloyd, he's got this like certain charm to him because th- this movie, like. It sh- I should not have enjoyed it. It's as low budget as can be. It's as stupid as it can be. It's borderline offensive. You know, it's like it just takes every stereotype and just throws it in your face. But like, it never, it never like comes from a malicious place. And, like nothing about it should work. But I fucking enjoyed it, man. I really enjoyed it. Well, especially when you like factor in that Lloyd, like like we discussed last week, Lloyd thinks all of these movies are going to be blockbusters. <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious like you factor that into his mindset and you're just like like i'm not trying to give him a pass on some of the shit because there is some weird offensive shit but like at the same time it's just like i don't know it's also n- not offensive the race thing gets iffy but the one thing that i, I, don't, I don't know i don't need to get into it but just, just like all these odd characters and he does not he's they're not in there to be made fun of does that make sense it, it, dude, it does. There's, it does. there's a lot of cross-dressing. There's there's little people. There's all sorts of people. And they just play roles. Like, they're not that's, like, look at this guy. You know what I mean? It's th- really that's interesting. The thing. That's the thing. It, it never comes from a, like, mean-spirited place. Which, you know, some people could probably interpret it like that. Mm-hmm. But when I watch it, I'm not like, he's not picking on this specific group of people. Right. Like he's just including them in there. It's just like a hodgepodge of everybody out there in the world like being in this movie. Right. You know? Like like this movie's old and and there's a little person just in the background as being a like a a high level like executive leaving a building. And it's like you notice that and it's just it's just I don't want to say it's odd, but for that time period for it not to be the joke. And you'd imagine with Troma's reputation it would be a joke. And it's not not at all. Like it was probably just Lloyd's friend, right? Right, um, <laughs> dude. So, so f- this movie, it's the Toxic Avenger, right? Yes. Like it's 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 some soft spoken bumbling <laughs> idiot who transforms, and then he still should not have that same voice, you know, while he's in that character, but he does. <laughs> and it's essentially it's essentially the same formula. Like yes. Lloyd was just like, this worked, why not do it again? Yes. And you know what? Good for Lloyd, because it did work again. Like it's completely enjoyable. Well, you know, one thing we mentioned too last week was Namco, the video game company, was involved in this. And yeah. they loved Toxic Avenger too. They thought it was so honorable that Lloyd filmed it in Japan. <laughs> And so they gave them a million, 1.5 million just to start making the movie. Like, dude, that's probably more money than Lloyd's ever seen in his life. Now, I found uh, a, I think it's from Lloyd's book, but I found the whole segment on the origin of Kabuki Man in it. Um, I wish I could read the whole thing, but I'm not going to. Um, But he basically breaks down everything that happened here where... Toxic Avenger had a character named Kabuki Boy, um, and that's kind of where it started. Uh, He ended up being cut from the film. Japanese press loved Toxic Avenger 2, 
And during the press conferences, he joked that he was going to make a new superhero called Kabuki Boy. And that's when Namco got involved. And they were like, hey, we want to make... <laughs> they wanted to make a character that would be sold internationally. <laughs> it's, it's like the big superhero. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm laughing just thinking about this. Like putting this in Lloyd's hands. <laughs> They thought that Kabuki, a Kabuki superhero movie shot in America would make money, um, and th- that's why they gave him the money right off the bat. And Lloyd says, uh, sounds fantastic, you may say. How could it go wrong? Well, at the time, I just didn't get it. Namco wanted a mainstream film. They saw Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD as a chance to make a character that wasn't only an international famous film, but also in toys, video games, cartoons, and in their amusement theme parks. They saw a character that was largely for kids, but could appeal to teenagers and adults as well. They saw a brightly colored, multicultural Batman, but I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't stay away from extremism. I saw a trauma movie. I saw a trauma movie. In the end, we satisfied neither side. <laughs> Well, I don't know if this part made it in our Lloyd interview, but I distinctly remember Lloyd saying this to us because he did say that every time he makes a movie, he expects it to be huge. But it was you that asked him the question. You're like, dude, how were you fucking like startled that people were making like Toxic Avenger cartoons and like trading cards and stuff? And he was like, I can assure you, there is nobody more shocked than I am. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, of course, dude. Like, and that's probably what these executives thought would happen. Like, why was there a Toxic Avenger? Who watched, who watched the Toxic Avenger? It was like, let's make a Sunday morning or Saturday morning cartoon. I don't understand. I, I honestly don't understand the process to that. It's like, it's honestly not that far off from somebody watching Basket Case and being like, let's throw a Belial on, let's give him his own his own Saturday morning cartoon and, and just, we'll make trading cards and, and just, we'll, we'll sell action figures to kids. Like, it, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it really is. Because <laughs> there's nothing to me. When you watch Toxic Avenger, there is nothing about that that's marketable to me. <laughs> like, like, there's nothing. Nothing. People shouldn't have even watched. Like, how do people come across that? But it was mainstream. People that don't like horror, people that don't like shitty, you know, shock. Everybody knows who the toxic character is. Literally everybody. They had this. They had those toys that looked like the Ninja Turtle toys. He had the mop and all that. It was insane. And they're remaking those toys now because of how much people loved them back then. Did you know that? I did not know. They've remade them in like a higher scale, and like they cost like a hundred bucks. Fucking insanity. Lloyd, like, it's fucking crazy. But I don't blame these these executives at Namco to be like, please just emulate this and, you know. No, I mean, it it kind of made sense, but... But then then we got this. Literally every 15... No, not even that. Probably every 10 minutes in my head, I was like, what was Namco thinking at this point? (laughs) Losing their minds, probably. Like... Because, like, they're also, like, they're, like, they wanted it to be international, but forget international. You want, you know, you want your own people in Japan to, to be like, oh, yeah, this is our hero. And the guy's like, oh, I love smelly dead fish. What's wrong with me? Yeah. <laughs> just eating a it's fish crazy. raw. <laughs> like, scales and all. Like. <laughs> Oh my dude, god, dude! I, I will. I I do have to say, 
Lloyd is really good at effect. The, the the scene at the end with like the disgusting face melting and transformation. It's insane. It's honestly, all, it's honestly up there with like the best of them. It's like, what? You, why? Why do you save all your talent for ten minutes in every movie that you do? <laughs> Dude, it's so nuts. Um, also, one other quote I wanted to read from uh, Lloyd's book was <laughs> he. He started shooting, like, as soon as they got the money, right? <clears throat> and uh, guys from Namco had come to the United States to see how shooting was going. And Lloyd was, I guess, was kind of just making it up as he went along. <laughs> and he says, I dreamed it up the night before. That day we were shooting in a gym, which coincidentally had a climbing rope. I was ecstatic about my visionary dream and told everyone about it. Kabuki Man would somehow, through magical powers, turn the climbing rope into a snake, which would slide up the bad guy's ass and exit from his mouth, <laughs> exit from his mouth, thus killing him. I had imagined the cast and crew would see how pro- providential this all was. However, instead, they all stood before me with slightly disgusted faces. <laughs> what? I said, you don't like it? It'll be great. <laughs> No one smiled. They just stood there staring at me as if I were insane. <laughs> and then a, uh, an executive had to pull him aside and be like, dude, we're not fucking doing that. What are you talking about? <laughs> dude, I, I would love to wa- to work on, a, especially in, in those days, work on a set with Lloyd and just watch the fucking shit that he spews from his mouth and see everybody's reaction. Dude, <laughs> dude it's insane because... After his talk with the executive after that, he was like, oh, man, that's when I realized how great of a kid's movie this would be. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) That is the thing with Lloyd is like, I don't know if he's just perpetually trolling or not. Exactly. When we talked to him, he claimed that he he claimed that he once took a bath with George W. Bush because they went to they went to Yale together, which which that is a fact. And he said it so, like, seriously and nonchalantly, and, like, it had nothing to do with anything else he was saying. I was like, wait, really? And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, just moved on. And I'm like, I don't know if you're fucking with me or if you actually took a bath with George W. Bush. <laughs> oh, Joe. Sorry. I'm, tr- I'm scrolling through this. All right. So, wait. Time out. So, he, he says, okay. <laughs> now, this lines up exactly with what you're talking about uh, with the trolling. So... <laughs> He said he decides that Sergeant Kabuki Man would be great for kids, right? So he says, I agree. I think kids will love it. <laughs> the executive goes, so then you won't put the snake scene in? I stared blankly at him. He stared back at me, a little less blankly than me, but still pretty blankly. I don't get you, I said. Where's the connection? <laughs> he said, you can't have a kid's movie with a snake crawling up some guy's ass. <laughs> oh, yes. But it'd be funny. It's not that funny, Lloyd. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Lloyd ultimately decided he tried to put it in his next movie. <laughs> did he? What movie was it? I don't know if he even did or not. Dude, having that conversation, thinking, oh, I get it. It's a kid's movie. And still thinking you're going to put that snake scene in it. Dude. Dude, we used to talk about that all the time when we first started the show about how somebody had to pitch these ideas to like board of executives. <laughs> like, all I can picture is like somebody like Vince, Vince McMahon style just sitting there and having Lloyd just pitch, pitch it to him and then just getting up and walking out. 
my god, I'm crying. But what if there's a snake and it goes up his asshole? <laughs> and kills him. It's a fucking, he turns a gym rope into a snake. <laughs> That's so stupid. Like, Joe, honestly, I'm not even going to lie. Like, <laughs> the fact that they didn't just shut the production down on this is alarming. Because <laughs> Dude, that's it. That's one hundred percent what I would do. Like if we, if, if two no names like us decided to fund a movie and we hired some guy, and, and we're like, please try to angle this like internationally, so and towards kids so we can make money. And they're like, what if he shoves a snake up somebody's ass? I would just, I'd cut my losses and just go home. Like, that's it. Like you're not were, doing this anymore. You gave very specific directions. And that's that's what he's coming up with on the floor. <laughs> Oh my god. And Joe, in the middle of this movie, he turns into a clown, the main character, and (laughs) that lasts for like 25, 30 minutes, and it's unbelievable. So so that is, I'm glad you said that. That is my one qualm with this movie. I I really, I I truly did enjoy it. I thought it was was a great Mm low-budget movie. I thought it was funny. Uh, I mean, it's over 90 minutes, and... uh, when you think it ends, there's still, like, somehow 35 minutes left. And you're like, what the fuck, Lloyd? Like, just wrap this up. Well, so to be fair, I don't know what version we have. Well, we definitely have not the the um, the uh, theater release. This is not the theater release because the theater release, as we talked about, was PG-13. So this right. was not PG-13 for sure. For sure. Um, right. But I would love to know how long that original one was. I'm going to try and look. The one that we watched? No. Ours was an hour and 45 minutes. It felt exhausting. (laughs) No. No. See, this runtime says it's an hour and 45 minutes, too. I don't know. So maybe... I mean... I don't know. It wasn't... Like, there was not that much nudity or that much gore for a trauma film. No. It was pretty tame for a trauma film. And it was 80 Oh no, it was 1990. So PG-13 did exist. Hmm. That's weird. It has that it had this this is the one that has the uh, car chase scene that he uses every every single movie. <laughs> when that thunderbird fucking flips upside down. He uses it in every single movie. Yeah, I don't, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, Kabuki Man, um, Kabuki Man turned into kind of Troma's guy that, like, goes to cons and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. For a while there, I remember in high school and, uh, the years following that, following Troma, and it was always, like, Kabuki Man had these shows online and would show up to red carpets, um... And I actually found some of those videos today while while just searching around for Kabuki Man, and they're they're painful. Dude, Kabuki Man's just standing next to the red carpet with a sign that says Sergeant Kabuki Man, and he's not even interacting with the stars. <laughs> but it's it's cut like a prank reel. <laughs> like stars walk by him, and it like freeze frames, and he's like, "Gotcha, Robert Downey Jr." <laughs> Like, dude, he did not even look at you. Like, he did not make eye contact with you whatsoever, and you did nothing. Oh, he he's the real-life spaghetti. Dude, he, dude, holy shit. It was the spaghetti gag. It was 100% the spaghetti gag. 
Yeah, I saw him standing over there. I thought he's the boss's kid or something. <laughs> Dude, that's exactly what it was. Because he was just standing there with a fucking sign. The only alarming thing is Tilda Swinton took a picture with him, which I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. That's awesome. Uh, I do feel like there are these celebrities that know Lloyd somehow and just appreciate him for who he is. Well, Kabuki Man's in that Moby music video. Which is insane. Which is insane. (laughs) Also, can we just say fuck Moby? Um, I hate Moby. What's your beef with Moby? Come on. Moby sucks. Play was a good album. Hey, I have a really random thing that I did want to talk to you about on a Patreon bonus and probably should not talk about because we have a movie to discuss, but... What are your thoughts on Meatloaf? What are, you, what are your thoughts on Meatloaf? This Dude, I saw you were listening to Meatloaf earlier today. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you can see what people are listening to yeah. on uh, Spotify if you have the desktop yeah. app. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I, I don't have a problem with Meatloaf. So, can, <laughs> I'm just going to say something. So, I, this started because I watched this show on HBO. I forget what it's called. John Wilson. I don't know. It, it's an amazing show. But anyway... At the end of one episode, he played the in the entirety, all like 12 minutes of um, objects in the rearview mirror may be closer than they appear. And I was laughing yeah. so hard while I was listening. because I haven't heard that song in forever. And just the fact that that is the chorus to a song is unreal. But the fact that it's a chorus to a meatloaf song makes total sense. <laughs> I, I just have a lot of... T- I, d- what album is better... Bad Out of Hell or Bad Out of Hell 2? Bad Out of Hell. All day. I agree. Bad Out of Hell 2, though, was wild. And I feel like it was the more popular album. Oh, dude, the first Bad Out of Hell, isn't that one of the best-selling albums of all time? Is it? I don't know. So, like, that, I, I, I didn't do so. any research. I was just curious because it, it's wild. And Bad Out of Hell 2 opens with I Would Do Anything for Love, which I thought was a little crazy. Yeah, that's, that song fucking sucks. <laughs> It does. That song fucking sucks. Um, if if here's what I'll say about that song. I don't like that song. However, if Meatloaf composed and wrote it, I'd give him props because musically, it's it's amazing. Well, Meatloaf's a good musician. You know, uh, what's the song? Uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. It's fucking great. Title song of Bat Out of Hell is fantastic. Yeah. Does does he play the guitar? Or no. Yeah, oh yeah, he plays instruments. And he classifies himself as hard rock, right? But on that first album, Todd Rundgren plays all the instruments. Oh. Fun fact. But does he classify himself as hard rock? He does. That's insane. Dude, That's insane. I know a lot of metalheads that fucking love Meatloaf. Joe, he came up with the best scam, which was he wrote ballads and then just put like fucking like Iron Maiden type fucking cover art on all of his album <laughs> covers. <laughs> Just, just like dragons and just big bats yeah and, and just talked about hell constantly in the song titles <laughs> but every fucking song is just like i fucking love you and i miss you <laughs> anyway it's true that was our meatloaf uh break kabuki man yeah, the people that the people that hate our uh tangents are gonna love this episode <laughs> i just i've been thinking about meatloaf a lot lately i don't know anyway um kabuki man does not have meatloaf in it though it should. Has Meatloaf been in the trauma movie? I feel like he should. He sh- probably should have been, but I don't know. He's also uh, he's a hard get. He's a hard get. Well, I guess he's not he's that not hard to get. Swayze movie. He's not that hard to get. Kidding me? So we 
open up of it with a Japanese tale um, of a chosen one who is here to save the world. Um, mm-hmm. While this is happening, we, we boy, this this opening jumps around a bit. Uh, we get a bunch of like Wolf of Wall Street types doing coke on the roof of their car. <laughs> <laughs> this is only here for one reason. So, <laughs> um, but unlike other movies, we do you know at least the randomness <laughs> like has a reason to it. Usually, in, in the end, like Lloyd showed these idiots for one reason. Um, then we cut now. <laughs> so we've gone from an ancient Japanese tale of a chosen one to the wolves of wall street outside to some kids in Japanese outfit being stabbed by a guy who shows up and is like fucking crazy. <laughs> that is the hottest open I've ever seen. <laughs> Dude, I honestly, that was my exact thought, thought, Sean. I was like, I cannot believe this fucking movie is opening with two kids just being stabbed by an asshole in a wig. Like, cause that guy's, that guy's wig is fucking absurd too. But he does. He doesn't show the murder. Thank God. But the two kids are just playing, and like this guy comes in. And he's honestly one of the biggest psychopaths I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. Like, you just look at that guy. And like, like that guy's fucking crazy, and he kills the kids. Up there with No Country for Old Men. <laughs> like, bat. These two should uh, battle. <laughs> dude, uh, this guy looks way more unhinged than that fucking idiot with the the bolt gun. <laughs> this guy. This guy is crazy. This guy is actually a terrifying villain. Um, and he stabs those guy, the kids. We don't see it, but un- unfortunately, in a few minutes, some guy will exp- will describe it as like shredded wheat or something like that. So you don't get to see it, but you get to hear a man be like, "Yeah, they tore these kids into shredded fucking wheat." <laughs> um, after killing the kids, he moves into the bedroom where he stabs a guy, and he goes, "Bye, bye, Kabuki man." Looks like you and your family are through. So Kabuki Man lived uh, prior to this movie. And he said, you can't kill me, but you you can kill me, but you can't kill the spirit of Kabuki Man. Um, and then he, dig, he proceeds to take that man's wife <laughs> and throw her out a fucking window. <laughs> like... Like body slammer out of a window, which <laughs> you would assume this being trauma that she is going to hit like the car below and just splatter. Uh, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Instead, what we get is she lands on the coke head outside the guys that were doing coke <laughs> and they just kind of die. There's no like gore. They're just <laughs> it's actually ridiculous because her bare ass is just next to his face. <laughs> Dude, this made, that everything you just said made me laugh even harder because you're just expecting like a gore fest, right? It's just the complete opposite. Just a bare, Total fake a out. bare ass on this guy's face who's like, woo. And, and honestly, the fact that there's no fart noise here is alarming for a drama movie. I agreed, agreed. But did you notice? Here's something I noticed: they didn't start with the the sound dubbing until like three quarters of the way through the movie. I I also picked that up. Okay, because I do feel like had this been, I feel like they just missed the first half of the movie. Because I feel like if they did, there would absolutely be a fart noise there. Like you see the butt, you see the face, and it would just be like, (laughs) and then it cuts. It only makes sense. Why has Troma not done the telltale fart? Telltale fart, (laughs) dude. 
that has trauma written all because the Telltale Heart is about somebody who 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 killed somebody and like his conscience is eating him alive. You know, it's just like torturing him. Yeah, like the Telltale Fart. Just have somebody fart and just lose their mind when people are trying to figure out who did it and like clearing out the room. It has trauma written all over it. Um, Fucking call me, Lloyd. There is a movie called The Telltale Fart. Oh, come on. <laughs> the picture of the guy is so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, it's a 12-minute short, whatever. Um, yeah, dude, I that, that sounds perfect. Um, I was at the grocery store, and I had a little bit of that the other day. Uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. The place stunk. Place fucking stunk. No one was being held accountable. Were you the the culprit? I was not. Um, but then later that night, I went to the package store, and then I was most definitely the culprit. And I was in the <laughs> I was in the wine section, and I I fucking farted. And oh my god, it smelled so bad. And then this fucking Jack dude came up behind me. <laughs> like he was like six foot two and huge. And I just like walked away. That'll never not be it. funny. <laughs> I, I did agreed. agreed. <laughs> dude, people people criticize Sandler as like this guy still thinks fart jokes are funny. Yeah, of course he does. <laughs> They're so fucking funny. Oh man. Um so they're all dead. Um <laughs> uh, we meet Griswold. Griswold's the name. Detective Harry Griswold, NYPD. Detective Harry Griswold is uh not a great cop. Uh He's the one working the case of the murdered family, which he describes as, eh, you know, a normal New York City massacre. <laughs> um, and then we hop to a lifestyle of the rich and famous joke, which m- most people listening to the show, I feel like, don't know what that is. Um, most kids, most kids these days. And then why... <laughs> I don't even know why this is happening in this movie because they're not covering a rich person; they're covering a play. So I'm not totally I'm not totally sure. Uh, but they're covering this Kabuki performance that Harry Griswold is also going to, um, and he describes Kabuki, Mister Harry. He describes Kabuki as as men dressed up as women and making weird noises. Which seemed uh, incorrect, <laughs> so I, I googled it just to. Do you know what kabuki is or no? Not a clue. It's a classical Japanese dance drama. Kabuki theater is known for the stylization of its drama, the often glamorous costumes worn by performers, and for the elaborate uh, kumadori makeup worn by its performers. It's just like a high class. Uh, uh, I don't want to call it ballet or something, but like a high class dance type of performance, right? Um, so not at all what he what he said. <laughs> so and, and throughout the course of the movie, they'll constantly um, make a joke about them wearing dresses, which I guess to me, I don't, I don't know. The kimono just doesn't strike me as a dress, but throughout the movie, at least the first half, it's just like hey, Harry's wearing a fucking dress. We found Harry in a fucking dress today. And it's just like, oh, okay. Um, so from this lifestyle of the rich and famous, we cut to <laughs> this old kabuki guy eating fucking worms. 
Which is juxtaposed with Harry eating coleslaw. <laughs> yes. And love it. There's moments in trauma movies, especially the Lloyd directed ones, where I can't tell whether it's intentionally supposed to be funny or or if it's supposed to be like earnest, right? Like <laughs> I and I don't know whether this was supposed to be like a oh my god, like a connection here, or or if I'm supposed to laugh because I was laughing. Like, it's stupid to watch coleslaw coming out of this guy's mouth and it compared to a man eating a giant pile of worms. <laughs> ah, boy. We see this insane sacrifice scene. Well, no, we saw like a sacrifice scene at the beginning, right? Like a hand being lit on fire of, of this elderly kabuki man uh, with a woman and her grandfather it turns out that was all happening backstage at the Kabuki show, <laughs> which is which is alarming because it did not seem that way. It seemed like they were in a cave. Um, and during this performance, Harry is in the crowd eating chips <laughs> in a woman's ear. Um, and I don't even know why Harry is there. Because <laughs> Harry does not appear to be the man that goes to a Kabuki show. Uh, but he is there, and so are all the Kabuki who are wearing Mets hats, which I thought was alarming until I realized they were not part of the show. Um, and that makes a lot of sense because that was the most trauma villain esque thing I've ever seen. Right? Trauma villains <laughs> just dress like insane people, and so they were all trauma villains. They all pull out guns. All these Kabuki performers pull out guns. Which is also weird because, you know, there were, like, why didn't anyone else in the performance be like, hey, who are these, who are these, guys? Who are these guys in fucking Mets hats? <laughs> these guys weren't rehearsing with us. You know? <laughs> um, and they start shooting everyone, including the Kabuki grandfather uh, and the lady next to Harry, who Harry's like, oh, this is, the crowd is laughing hysterically, by the way. Right. Which which <laughs> from the description I gave you of Kabuki, it didn't say comedy anywhere <laughs> in there. Or also live live gunshots in, in like a feudal Japan theme play. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone in the crowd is laughing hysterically. They're just laughing their asses off. Uh including Harry, who who looks at the dead woman next to him, whose head is slumped over. I was like, this is great, isn't it? And then lifts up her head and she's got a fucking bullet <laughs> in her head. And that's when Harry's like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> and and uh, Harry stands up. Although, that probably would be my reaction. I'm not going to lie. Like, if I was if I, if I I was dragged to a kabuki play and then fucking a gunfight erupted, I don't think I would be, like, annoyed. I think I would probably laugh out loud. Like, it reminds me of, like, when the KLF uh, <laughs> did that award show in Britain. Do you oh know, what, you, you know yes. what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, yes. And they brought they brought the grindcore band out, and, and then the lead singer fired uh, live round or uh, blanks to the crowd. Who were they replacing? They were repl- no, it was them. The, the KLF was was supposed to play their hit 3 a.m. Oh, that's but right. They brought out uh, oh the grind they brought out band. extreme noise. That, yes, yeah. that's what I was thinking of. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but the guy that, that's what I'm saying. The, like. The people that are there in the audience are like, oh, the KLF's coming. They're going to play this, you know. I mean, I guess you're right. Song. I guess you're fucking. And the, guy, and the guy is firing a machine gun filled with blanks at the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't they also have a decapitated pig head or sheep head? 
Yeah, a sheep, and they left it on the steps, and and the grindcore band was like, "Hey, hey guys, this is this is too extreme. Like, <laughs> I don't want anything to do with this anymore." <laughs> oh my god, that's so fucking funny. Oh, <laughs> um, but but I brought that up because I remember them panning to the audience, and like half of them were just like mouth open, and the other ones were just looking around laughing. Yeah, it was weird. It was so fucking weird. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess that would be the case. I just. I don't know. I have no idea. But, <clears throat> excuse me. Harry finally uh, figures something's wrong. And he stands up, holds up his badge, which gets shot out of his hand. And then he starts fighting these kabuki guys who have assault weapons. He starts fighting them barehanded. <laughs> um, the main baddie is our guy in the blonde wig again. He'll continue to show up throughout the movie. Um and I, I kind of like him as a bad guy. He's kind of fucked up. I like it. Sorry, I was drinking. I like him a lot as a bad guy. And I also love the bumbling idiot bad guy that he's always with. Oh, my God. The one with the shitty teeth. The giant jacked one. The best one. character ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the main, that, that guy with the blonde wig, he tries to, um, what appears to be sucking the soul out of the grandpa. Uh, but the daughter stops it. And... As that's happening, one of those bearded 80 guys that's in every trauma movie, uh, he's about to shoot her, but Harry jumps in and and shoots him in the dick twice. (laughs) And he falls backwards through the set window. (laughs) Which, like, realistically, if you think about that scene, your brain kind of just interprets it as he fell out of a window. But in reality, he fell out of a set window. Nothing nothing extra has happened besides he got shot in the balls. Shot in the dick. <laughs> uh, the daughter uh, flips him over because she's like, get off of me. And uh, Grandpa Kabuki spits worms into uh, Harry's mouth. Gris- yeah. and, and you get the vibe that uh, he has transferred his Kabuki powers to Harry. Which is true. And then we we find that out short, like in two seconds, because Harry runs outside in slow motion, falls down a set of steps, which I'm not sure was intentional or not. Because <laughs> then it cuts and he has become a uh, Kabuki man. It, not full Kabuki man, though. That, that's my favorite part about these movies is like... You you can see it happening, and the audience knows what's happening, but the character also narrates it. He's like, "What's what's happening to me? Am I slowly, Could I be slowly turning into a kabuki man?" Like, yeah, Bro, we, and, we know, like, Lloyd, which, we know what's happening. Which is also hilarious because throughout the movie, this guy's like, "I'm not fucking kabuki man," but his internal monologue is like, "Have I become kabuki man?" <laughs> Joe, even after he full on becomes Kabuki Man and and murders people, the, the woman's like, "You're Kabuki in. Man," and he's like, "I am not Kabuki Man. This is bullshit." You're right. You're right. He says it out loud like fifty times, but we can also like Lloyd. Lloyd has his inner monologue talking out loud, where he's like, "Could this be? Could this be true?" He literally fucking wakes up in a. In a fucking kimono. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I just I, I love I love how all of Lloyd's heroes are just bubbling idiots. Like you said, falling down the stairs and like just not doing anything right all the time. <laughs> Dude, Kabuki Man 
sucks for a long time. <laughs> like at what he does, not like the movie sucks. Yeah, no, no, he's absolutely terrible until the end. <laughs> Joe, I <laughs> the end was one of my favorite things. There's a <laughs> there's something that happens at the end. And it might be one of my favorite gags in a movie ever. It's like the ultimate dad joke that has ever happened in a movie. <laughs> anyway, I can't wait to get to it. It makes me so happy. Um, so, yeah, Harry runs outside. Uh, Harry then... <laughs> there, the investigation has already started. The baddies got away. And then fucking Harry comes back in and jumps through a window. <laughs> Um, there's, there's some funny scenes in this. The report, the, the granddaughter is over her dead grandfather and there's just this reporter standing over her being like, uh, so what did it feel like watching him get mowed down? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We also meet this rich socialite, which I swear we met earlier in the movie, but I can't quite remember. Um, and he is of course as any trauma movie is, he's the CEO of a company and the main villain. <laughs> yes. Strictly for his, uh, his desire to oppress people and wanting more power than he needs. This guy's honestly awesome. Like, I, I love this guy as a villain. He plays the part perfectly. This guy's look is unbelievable. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. usually trauma just gets these very normal looking human beings to portray every part. This guy has a real look, and I, I I didn't look him up, but I'd be surprised if he didn't do more work strictly because of his hair and his fucking eyebrows. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah. It was a wild look. I really enjoyed his part in the movie, and he might have been the only actor in the movie that like, appeared to have some type of background in acting. He did, That's honestly true, because I... I looked this guy up while watching it and he has like legit films to his name whereas everybody else was in like two other trauma trauma <laughs> films and and that's the extent of the resume Dude, you can tell like you can see it and i don't know if there's many trauma movies where they have like a real, a real actor in it so in this movie it was a, it was really nice to see and he he did a really great job Dude, you could tell you could tell he's like an actor's actor because he honestly gave it his all he did give it his all and he's fucking great um yeah, it's fucking great. We meet him, uh, and we meet uh, a a, uh, a reverend who, <laughs> listen, the story doesn't make a ton of sense. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. The reverend is running drugs and money through his churches, is what I got. Okay. Is, is that what you got? Makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um <laughs> And we hear this conversation between the Reverend and uh, the the main bad guy, who I forget his name. I don't know his name. Um, Reginald? Reginald. Okay. Well, I don't know how I forgot that. But (laughs) Uh, Reverend and the Reginald have a talk. uh, And by the way, during this scene, one of the littlest touches that makes no sense, but it makes me laugh. The blonde guy, the blonde psychopath, is standing behind him as the head of security. And he is eating a cupcake this entire scene. (laughs) In the background. <laughs> I love that. That's my favorite thing about Lloyd is like those little gags that like, there's no need for that. It's not, it's not even that funny. It's not, it's not. And, and we've both watched the behind the scenes of a lot of trauma movies. 
And I can tell you exactly what happened, which was Lloyd was like, that would be so fucking funny if you ate a cupcake in this scene. And the guy was like, uh, okay. And did it. And Lloyd was like, perfect. <laughs> now the scene's perfect. <laughs> it's like our buddy, our buddy Mike's idea of how he wants to interview. He would always come to cons and be like, can I please interview someone? And then halfway through, just start eating a sandwich, <laughs> which, you know, <laughs> who thinks of that? <laughs> And again, it's not that funny. It's just like, if you catch it, you're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> that meeting with uh, the meeting with the Reverend and uh, Reginald, it ends with this guy, Skippy, being killed. <laughs> uh, and Skippy was killed because I'm not entirely sure why. I, I don't. I, at this point in the movie, you don't really even know what's happening. I think Reginald wants to start a, a revolution, but then he's also going to be the one to stop it. And then kind of be the hero. One of those, one of those griffs that he's got going on. Um, but he kills Skippy, and uh, they'll end up trying to pin Skippy with um, this whole uh, killing spree. Yeah, the massacre. Um, yeah, that's that's which is insane because there's a million witnesses, and Skippy was nowhere to be seen during this entire thing. Um. Harry goes home. He's surrounded by beer cans. He looks in the mirror. I thought this was going to play a role into it, but it doesn't because he looks in the mirror and we see the dead grandpa's face and he says nothing except Kabuki, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Uh, We go to the police station, which starts turning into my favorite scenes is every time we go to the police station because it's just fucking chaos and there's just silliness. Everything insane is happening in the background, (laughs) including at one point there's like an organized dance routine happening behind behind the glass of the captain's office. (laughs) So distracting. Um, I I love the uh, police chief. (laughs) Oh, he's so good. What's even funnier is the police chief, like, Harry sucks as a cop. And later on, after Kabuki Man starts appearing and kind of causing some trouble, the police chief is like, the police chief's like, listen, I gotta suspend you. I'd give you another chance if it were my choice, but it's not my choice. Why would you give this guy a chance? Like, this guy's a fucking maniac dressed up as a Kabuki Man. <laughs> I'd give you another chance. Um, he's also bamboozled by everything. He's like, what? Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we also meet, uh, in this scene, Connie LaRosa, who is, uh, I, I guess the first love interest to Harry. Um, and he asks her on a date and he's like, I hate to say it, but I'm craving Japanese food. What? Why would you hate to say that? Why would you hate to say that? (laughs) (laughs) So weird. Um, and then Connie's like, no, nah, I'm not about that. But uh, she's like, I'll be wearing my new spandex jogging shorts to go for a run. <laughs> and all of a sudden we get like, <laughs> and Harry's face does a double take. And he's like, yeah, sure. I'll run with you. <laughs> so, okay. So at this point, we're 20 minutes in. We're also, we're an hour into this show. We're 20 minutes into the movie. Uh, Imagine trying to sell this to Namco still at this point. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, imagine being in the theater with the Namco executives being like, they're going to fucking love this. 
<laughs> I can't wait to sell this to fucking kids. <laughs> fucking two kids are murdered in the first scene. In the first, first five seconds. <laughs> yeah, so the cops... Oh, wait. Even better. Uh... <laughs> The police chief's like, yeah, we already caught him, Harry. We caught the guy responsible. And Harry's like, holy shit, who was it? And he's like, yeah, he's this Japanese guy. Or he, he had it in for jet, the Japanese ever since he got fired for dr- using drugs at a Toyota plant. <laughs> Those are perps' motives. Um, and then he shows him the picture, and it's this guy, Skippy. And they're arguing about what actually happened. And while this is happening, Harry's shoes start melting. <laughs> I was so confused in this scene. Dude, because it's like such a slow, like, candle wax melt tip. Joe, I'm so glad you feel that way because it cuts to his shoes like four times and never are we even kind of remotely in tune with what the fuck is happening. Yeah, like, what's the significance of that? We just see this guy's fucking bare toes sticking out of shoes and the shoes melting uh, off. Everything we know about Kabuki Man... I- I like uh, the shoes are the least thing I remember. I, I don't even know. Does Sergeant Kabuki Man even wear shoes? Joe, I I would be hard pressed to tell you if he even wears those sandals outside of the two scenes that they like are prominent features. In. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so weird for them to become this 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 uh like beacon for <laughs> for Kabuki Man. But anyway, his shoes melts and all of a sudden he's got those Japanese sandals on those like lifted sandals. Um. And then he can't leave the police station because he's now wearing a kimono on his bottom half and sandals. <laughs> oh my god! As he as Harry leaves, he meets the granddaughter, who's like, "All right, you got to eat worms." We we don't know why he has to eat worms, but that just is a thing. Dude, I've been to ask you this before. Uh, he might actually be eating worms. Uh, I'm. 90% sure they ate real worms in in the scenes where they eat worms in this. Right? <laughs> yes. I mean, Boogeyman did it. <laughs> I mean, you know. You know that story, right? Assholes. You know that story, right? I, I do. <laughs> Should I tell? We're, about the doctor? <laughs> about, about how he told CM Punk that he was having stomach pain. <laughs> and CM Punk was like, hey man, like, like CM Punk was like, why do you have, why do you have stomach pains? He's like, I don't know, man. Like it doesn't make sense. And CM Punk's like, hey, man, you don't eat the worms, do you? And he's like, oh yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> CM Punk was like, you have to go see a fucking doctor. And the doctor was like, you need to stop eating worms. And he's like, but I eat worms. Like, <laughs> <laughs> man is such a fucking idiot, <laughs> dude. See, dude, because dude, that would be our reaction if we saw somebody like that. We'd be like, "You don't actually eat those, right?" <laughs> be like, no, <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> be like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, that's why your Please, stomach hurts. <laughs> yeah, of course, is why it's hurt. Also, stand fucking way farther away from me. <laughs> you know, like oh, whatever. I'm not even gonna do it. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Lotus, who is the granddaughter. Anyway, uh, she's, she sort of tells the backstory, not really. Um, and Harry just keeps being like, oh, God. The one, the really, the, the only issue here with the whole race thing is really just Harry, like, constantly being like, will you speak English? And she's speaking English, like, perfectly clearly. 
Um, but he's just, it's just a little bit alarming, some of the stuff he says. Um, but basically what she tells him is that there's evil on Earth, and he's got to kind of do a few things to, uh, the evil one will present itself eventually, and Harry has to do it. And also, fucking Lotus shuts him the fuck down and calls him a penis-wielding idiot, which, (laughs) 100% accurate. (laughs) Uh, we get a scene where Harry meets uh, uh, the rich guy. What's his name? L- Reginald. <laughs> Reginald. Um, and Reginald has a samurai sword on the table. And <laughs> Harry's like, oh, is, <laughs> is that a 1800s uh, Fugiwara uh, uh, samurai blade manufactured in <laughs> wherever? <laughs> the guy's like, oh, why, yes. How did you know that? <laughs> Dude, these it seems like this make me laugh so hard. And we're supposed to believe he's like under a trance, but he's he he talks exactly the same. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's so hard to distinguish. And the only reason we know that he's under a trance is because he takes the sword and he like fucking chops chops the shit out of everything and almost stabs the bad guy. Which the movie could have just ended. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this, this the end game is right there, but then but then, but then as soon as he like almost stabs me, he's like, "Whoa, I was I was under a spell or something." It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Joe, it's so weird. I'm so glad you like picked up on all this stuff because it really is like so bad. And that's the that's the feature, right? Is you can't tell because he doesn't change his voice. He doesn't change anything. He's just swinging the blade around. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, I came too. And then like uncontrollably throws the blade into a couch, which gets <laughs> stuck and then knocks over a vase, like some ancient vase. Like, and that's how we're supposed to know there's, a, there's two sides to Harry at this point. Oh man. Um, he uh, he goes running with Connie LaRosa, who is in her uh, uh, spandex that she claimed that she had, and she does. Uh, and he, he shows up in a fucking suit. <laughs> uh, but it's okay, because LaRosa, while they're getting ready to run, just randomly tells him literally everything that's happening happening with the bad guys. <laughs> But then ends it with being like, oh, I gotta put all this together, you know, to 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 send to the captain to to bust him. You told us everything. <laughs> she explains that the Reverend is like running money and drugs for this guy. This guy's crooked and not paying taxes and all this stuff. Everything makes sense now. <laughs> we know everything, but unfortunately, as with <laughs> most trauma films. She runs away, and then the trauma goons capture her and rape her, which is never fucking fun. (laughs) And uh, Harry tries to stop them, and he gets his fucking ass beat. Uh, Just beat. Just beat. And and back to the sandals that uh, Kabuki Man, I guess, (laughs) gets his powers from. The sandals are on the other side of the park that they're running in, and they come flying, and we get this like POV from the sandals point of view, kind of flying over the park, and they knock a goon out, um, and they get they they are put on Harry's feet, and Harry goes into this Kabuki man cocoon. 
using the Kabuki Man cape. Um, Which, why are these guys in cocoons? Because at the end, <laughs> there's the, another the villain goes into a cocoon which which again Lloyd has the character narrate to you it's like it's like it's like the Bob Saget uh, America's funniest home video voice he's like Haha, I'm turning into a cocoon <laughs> yes yes even we can clearly see it wait i know we're going to get to it but one of my favorite scene things is randomly at the end of the movie the monkey starts talking <laughs> and i don't mean talking talking but just like dubbed over like kabuki man <laughs> so random anyway uh yeah so they get into a kabuki cocoon and this transformation scene is insane insane i i loved it i thought it was incredible like they had uh like white liquid pouring over his face harry's face as you know as if the paint is coming onto his face right and it was like that's fucking like genuinely genius yep. i fucking loved it lloyd's, lloyd's effects are, are honestly top-notch for so little and, and like the way they're applied too is like a big part of that and and like he did not have to show us kabuki man's transformation <laughs> but he does and we get a look at kabuki man for the first time um and then he immediately starts singing opera for some, <laughs> some reason dude <laughs> is that like I wanted to ask you? Is that a thing? Because he's singing such beautiful opera, uh, dude. I I mean, they it's like a dance musical type thing. So I imagine maybe some of them sing, but not like that. I don't even. That sounded like an Italian opera. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about this scene is so fucking awesome. Oh, uh, like when he cartwheels into a light post for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is happening? And then we start seeing the Kabuki powers, <laughs> what he's been endowed with, which, number one, a fan. It's just all, all stereotypes. All stereotypes. All, but listen, the fan, um, you know, I feel like that's that's kind of like a traditional thing. I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's I agree. offensive. And he blows guys into a tree with it, which is <laughs> fucking ridiculous, but I'll take it. You know, it's all right. Then his second power. Oh, by the way, there's a homeless guy drinking Thunderbird throughout these scenes yes. for some reason yes. that they keep cutting to, and I love it so much. <laughs> uh, bum wine. Uh, the second power we get is his samurai sword. Natural, right? That's a good choice. I like it. Uh, and he slices up a bat <laughs> into like pepperoni. Okay, I'm fine with that. The third power. <laughs> Iffy. <laughs> Very iffy. And that's because he shoots chopsticks <laughs> through a man and, like, sticks him to a tree with chopsticks. And, it, dude, it doesn't even kill. First, it's like 50 chopsticks through his face. Somehow it doesn't kill him. The guy pulls out and it's like, who? <laughs> uh, and then the, the, the other baddie, uh, he shoots sushi into her mouth. <laughs> Just huge chunks of sushi. Which, honestly, terrible way to die if you choked. <laughs> like, I mean... Agreed. Oh, Agreed. <laughs> choking somebody to death with food? That's fucking terrible. Um, also, we mentioned this guy before, but uh, the guy with the, the terrible teeth, but super jacked. Yeah. He's so funny. He's so funny in this scene because he's such a bumbling idiot. And from from, from this point on, because he gets his ass kicked, from this point on, he's like, who is that guy? Dude, for the rest of the movie, everyone is so confused. <laughs> About Kabuki Man showing up. 
Um, and then his final power is the power of Michael Myers, which is squishing a man's head with one foot, with one, with one uh, single step. <laughs> so good for him. Which, by the way, uh, if you see your kill in a trauma movie, just don't do it. Probably, <laughs> don't expect people to take it seriously. <laughs> Uh, but they do anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, it's so weird. It squishes his head. Uh, Harry and uh, police. The police. The police show up at this scene and and try to like apprehend Kabuki Man. And instead of like you know Kabuki Man can fly or you know incap- incapacitate everybody, but instead he fumbles around to find his ID for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> Wait, and which by the way they're like. He shows up as Kabuki Man. <laughs> he show- Kabuki Man's there and they're like, hey, who's this fucking guy? And he's like, hey guys, it's Harry. And they're like, we know fucking Harry. And we know he's been wearing a dress around town. <laughs> but who the fuck are you? <laughs> and then all he does is show him Harry's license, which he looks nothing like right now. Nothing, nothing like it. could literally be anybody. <laughs> I thought like, the same Holy thing. shit, it's fucking Harry. <laughs> Also, also, it, it happens. It happens multiple times throughout the movie, right? It's insane. <laughs> just keeps showing up. Like, Who the hell are you? <laughs> and every time he's like, "I'm Harry," and they're like, "You ain't no fucking Harry." <laughs> it's so fucking crazy. I love it so much. Oh my god, <laughs> this movie's fucking great, including this scene where he goes to an Italian restaurant and meets Lotus there. Uh. And he orders a raw fish, just a fi- I shouldn't even say it raw fish. Just a fish. Just a fish. <laughs> it's not scaled or anything. It is a fish with eyeballs and scales. And uh, the woman at the Italian restaurant wearing an American flag headband, which didn't quite understand. And it's like, who comes to an Italian restaurant and orders fish? She's not wrong. But <laughs> also, why are you serving it? I mean... A lot of fish at Italian restaurants. You, you not a scaled fish. Well, you sure, but that's not at any restaurant. That's not that's not a thing. <laughs> anyway, he 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 starts eating the fish with the scales on it, and I almost fucking threw up because he takes a fucking bite and then he tilts it and like, dude, they like had somebody take a bite out of a real fucking fish. That's <laughs> <laughs> a real fucking fish, like. It's fucking disgusting. I almost fucking threw up. I'm about to throw up again thinking about it. <laughs> and by the way, this is what that scene that I was talking about. Because Lotus is like, hey, you're Kabuki Man. We need you to save the world and end this evil. And he's like, you're fucking nuts. I'm just a cop. Dude, you literally turned into a fucking Japanese Kabuki performer in the middle of a park. <laughs> And got arrested. And people were like, who are you? <laughs> and he's still like, you fucking nut job. <laughs> oh, boy. He goes to visit La Rosa in the hospital because she was, you know, assaulted. Uh, and she, she was killed by the blonde-haired guy again who who showed up there and killed her before uh, Harry could visit her. Um. So that's wild. And Harry and the captain get into it. Um, and he's pissed and he wants 
Uh, I think Snipes is the name of the pastor. Snipes? I kept hearing that name. Don't remember. Snipes is the pastor, anyway, I think. <laughs> and he's like, we need to arrest the pastor. And the, the captain's like, why? Because he's a pastor? Because he does great for the community? <laughs> Harry's like, yeah, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) No, so, okay, I'm going to be totally honest here. I fell asleep in this scene. (laughs) Why does he turn into a clown? Because he's trying to, like, man... Honestly, this is what I I got out of it. He's trying to manifest his kabuki powers because he's talking shit, right? Right, and And he couldn't do it. I saw that part. Like, he was like... Ooh, and but he all of a sudden couldn't get kabuki powers. Yeah, I just I just interpret it as uh, like a malfunction. Like th- there's no like real rhyme or reason. Like he was just trying really hard to be a kabuki man, and he turned into a clown. <laughs> Joe, that is the funniest thing I've ever fucking heard. That makes so little sense. That makes me so happy because <laughs> I I like fell asleep for like a few seconds, right? Like I watched him struggling, and then I wake up, and he's a fucking clown, and I'm like, oh. You know, it's trauma. So, gags come and go really quickly, right? (laughs) Something like that could appear in one scene, and then he's just Kabuki Man in the next scene. And you're like, oh, okay. For the next 30 minutes, I watched a movie about a guy dressed up as a clown. (laughs) It was fucking insane. Um, So, he turns into a clown. He tries to stop the the pastor, but that doesn't work out for him because... He has clown powers. <laughs> <laughs> he scares a kid with a clown face and commandeers his tricycle. Maybe, do you think, Joe, this is where the fear of clowns starts? Start? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's such a fucking inside joke. I'm sorry. I had to say it. <laughs> oh, that's good. Perhaps this is where the fear of clowns started. That's like the most inside of inside jokes we've done on this show. <laughs> it's brilliant. I wish I could. Ex- I wish I could explain There's the. There's no reason line. to explain it. Right, let's just keep going. <laughs> the face was scary. The face. The clown face was scary. Um, it was not. <laughs> Harry commandeers a tricycle, which uh, you know he's trying to chase bad guys, but instead drives straight into a fucking box truck. <laughs> And the only reason that happens is so he can have a unicycle for the rest of the movie. (laughs) Which, I'm going to be honest, dude. Finding somebody to ride a unicycle that effectively is really impressive. (laughs) Dude, the guy on on that unicycle is is surgical on it. I do agree. He is weaving. He is making sharp turns. I've never seen somebody ride a unicycle that well in my life. (laughs) I'm being serious. Like, I'm being 100% serious. I was really impressed by that. Um, but that's 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 all about. That's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> they end up at a kid's party where bullets spray everywhere. It destroys balloons. It destroys cakes. And somehow it does not hit a single other thing. <laughs> there are 5,000 kids at this party. And he doesn't... Have, no one hits a single kid. <laughs> or Kabuki Man, who is a giant clown right now. With the shoe shoes and moving incredibly slow. <laughs> also, just t- thinking about the making of this movie, were they shooting blanks around that many children? <laughs> Probably. Because 
you know, I mean, Troma doesn't, they were not using computer effects in 1990. I can only see it as being using blanks. That's a little bit insane. <laughs> That's a little bit fucking insane to me, but I, I don't know. Maybe they were just totally fake guns. I don't know. But that's what's scary. That's fucking terrifying. <laughs> oh, man. This results in a car chase. Um, one car explodes. Uh, the other car that has the blonde killer and our our weird toothed <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger guy. Uh, they're in that. And they, uh, they, <laughs> they're they thwarted because Kabuki Man, who is now Clown Man, <laughs> sprays silly string all over the windshield. <laughs> and for a whole five minutes, they're just calling each other weenies in the front seat of the car. <laughs> hey, you weenie. <laughs> Which plays into the end of the movie. <laughs> Wait, because there's actually weenies. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> oh my god, what a callback. <laughs> said, yeah, yeah, because he says, uh, fine, "We'll say it. We'll say it at the end." It's so stupid. Anyway, they're calling each other weenie. Hey, I'm not a weenie. You're a weenie. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, they could have just turned on the windshield wipers. It's Jump. literally just so silly. <laughs> or just stopped the car. <laughs> the car was not malfunctioning. <laughs> they could have stopped it, thrown Kabuki Man off, and got out of the fucking car. Oh, man. Anyway, Griswold, uh, Harry is uh, arrested and he's suspended. And this is when the captain's like, listen, if it were up to me, I'd give you another shot. <laughs> Why? You are behaving so erratically and you were dressed. Every time we catch you, just as, you're dressed. This is a clown or a kabuki, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking insane. Oh, man. He goes to Lotus's house, and now he's normal. He meets the monkey named Toyota, who we are told was born in the back of a 2000 ZT. <laughs> oh, man. Also, uh, randomly, Harry's like, oh, by the way, I ate all the worms. <laughs> She's like, cool. So we totally skip that, like, scene. Oh, man. And they start, you know, he's like, I'm here to train. I'm here to become Kabuki Man. And and we believe that. Right. Um, Dude, the, I, I love I love <laughs> that Lotus trains him in her training. And training is just literally beating the shit out of him. <laughs> There's no, like, montage of him, like, learning moves or anything. No. It's just him getting his ass kicked. <laughs> no. He gets his ass kicked, does a couple things, and then all of a sudden is a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> also, he quits halfway. Not halfway through. He quits after the first exercise. Because <laughs> um, she is just smashing his dick with a kendo stick. <laughs> and then is like, separate these bags of rice into piles of color. Which he does twice. And then he quits. And he's like, oh, I'm so sick of this shit. <laughs> and then Lotus beats the shit out of him. And then one of my favorite scenes in the movie... Harry and Lotus trading fucking haymakers in the middle of a New York City street. <laughs> like, blows to the face. It's unbelievable. Honestly, it was early 90s, so people probably didn't even realize a movie was being filmed. No. It was dude, just like dude, Lloyd, a day in the life. Yeah. Lloyd did not pay for permits for this. Yeah, there's no permits. Yeah, there's no permits. <laughs> oh, man. Um... Yeah, so that that's that. And then uh and then they sit down 
and they have this like heart to heart <laughs> where fucking Harry confesses his love by being like, Hey, uh, while we were beating the crap out of each other, I noticed, uh, you also have the perfect form. <laughs> She's like, Oh, Harry, <laughs> that actually turns her on. Uh, then he reads his haiku and he turns into Kabuki man. And that is all of the training he gets. <laughs> Which, by the way, earlier she was like, it takes a Kabuki man 27 years of training. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, It's so funny to think about, like, those old kung fu flicks, like uh, Shaw Brothers and stuff, that did those amazing montages that, like, literally did 20-year montages, right? Like, like to train, and, and, and this was like, a single scene of him separating rice by color. <laughs> and quitting and giving up. And quitting. The, the, doing the exact opposite of all like kung fu heroes do. Because their whole like MO is dedication and hard work. Oh man, but we get Kamuki Man uh, crime fighting uh, montage, which doesn't last long, but it's long enough. Including dropping Tromasan Wasabi Mustard. Which is just their, like, stock of, like, normal sludge that they usually use for Toxic Avenger. Right, right. Like... I thought that's what it was. I thought he was, like, emptying a, a barrel of, of waste, like, you know, toxic waste. Yeah. But no, no, it's wasabi. Wasabi mustard. Which would do nothing. <laughs> Turning people into giant human sushi. <laughs> Strangles and ties a guy up with noodles in a cab. Oh, my God. And then my favorite kill in the whole movie. Kabuki Man has decided he's going to go back to the church. He's going to confront all the bad guys. He walks in, and he's like, time to take a picture. And he pulls out this cartoonishly large cardboard (laughs) camera. (laughs) Takes a picture of him, and it turns the man. And it's our jacked friend, our, 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 our big jack guy. And it tur- by taking the picture, it turns him into hot dogs. <laughs> A.K.A. weenies, which they were arguing about before. And he says something along the lines of like, oh no, I guess I am a weenie. Yeah, the, the hot dogs that have no mouse or eyes <laughs> say that. <laughs> also, we didn't mention uh, Sergeant Kabuki Man has his own theme song. Dude, he does. And it's... What did you think of it? Dude, I had it's funny. I had it stuck in my head all day so I could like hum it on the show and I, I couldn't tell you for the life of me how it goes. I, right dude, now. same. Absolutely the <laughs> it same. Was, it was catchy enough, you know. It was like kabuki man. <laughs> it's real dumb. Oh man. But it probably cost a lot to make. Uh which is insane. No, dude, there's no way. There's no way. Hire any fucking bum off the street and make that. Well, the trauma villains are uh, back. They're trying to kill him. Um, but they, it all backfires because Kabuki Man's ready this time. Uh, it seemed like he was pretty ready the first time also, but whatever. Dude, but he's Yeah, dude, uh, that's so funny you say that because I thought that too. Because like, this time he's supposed to be like ready to go and trained. And honestly, just as effective as he was in the park, you know. Dude, he dismantled the, everyone in the park. <laughs> There's no training that was needed. Oh uh, yeah. Um he uh he lights one guy on fire, throws him off a building, stabs a guy in the face with his fan. And then <laughs> Joe, this guy 
<laughs> the fucking blonde haired guy uses a fucking bazooka on the roof. And you're, ex- uh, dude, it's a bazooka. What do you expect? You're expecting a gigantic explosion. He blows up four potted plants and they focus on the potted plants <laughs> like as if you're going to be like, not the potted plants. <laughs> I, 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 you're on the same page as me right now because that stuck out so much to me. Like, Lloyd Lloyd must have just had enough money at that scene for like a couple of M80s. I was like, what can I blow up? Like, let's, stick, let's stick these cherry bombs in these potted plants. And call, call it a wrap. Joe, it's so unbelievable. <laughs> a fucking rocket launcher. In, in any other movie, it's like a fucking car. It's like a fucking building. Four, literally anything. Literally four ceramic potted plates. You can kick. You can <laughs> kick and it explode. <laughs> Least impressive thing I've ever seen. Oh my god, it was my favorite. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, that happens. And then uh, while that's happening, uh, him and Lotus are up there, and she's like, "Just jump. You have the power of flight," which we didn't know about, <laughs> and neither did he. So they jump off the building. Uh, you don't know if they're dead, but they survived the blast at least. And then Kabuki Man just starts flying around <laughs> in the middle of battle. Just begins flying around New York City. Uh, he throws up on some lawyers, <laughs> uh, and then he goes back to the church where he takes the Reverend uh, outside, and uh, he flies him over the Empire State Building and is like. <laughs> Basically, he says, I'm going to shove this up your ass in so many words. And he's like, okay, I'll confess everything. Which he does. Now, oh God, this movie like ended like four times, didn't it? It did. That, that, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, there, My only qualm with it is that it felt like it went too long because there was a conclusion you know he could just you could just end it and wrapped it up there's even an end to the end and then it just restarts again (laughs) (laughs) like the end ends and then it's just like oh by the way we're just joking (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) well uh harry and lotus i guess they they have a sex scene it's totally unnecessary for the third act of a film because we have like agreed we have like 20 minutes left and then they we get this insanely passionate sex scene that is just not necessary and has dubbed in kissing noises so it's like (laughs) (laughs) over a sex scene it made me want to be sick um it lasts for so long and then midway through sex harry turns into kabuki man and is like gotta go (laughs) And disappears for seemingly no reason, right? Like, like, because right. then he comes back like two seconds later and is like, Oh, I thought the windows were left open. <laughs> and the only reason that happens is because now Lotus is gone and the, the psychopath is in his bed. Nothing happens while he leaves. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so stupid. <laughs> Also, nobody ever in the history of anything has been about to get laid. I'm like, I think I left the windows open and just got got up and left. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so the insane looking guy, he reveals that they're going to feed her to the tigers. And he's now weaker without her. Um, by doing this, he kind of turns Harry back into a cop. 
Um, <laughs> and I'm not sure what this scene was supposed to be. I'm going to be honest with you. Because <laughs> Harry's a cop. And the, this villain that we've seen the whole time, who's like super sadistic, um, a, a great villain. He, he He's like, what are you going to do? And Harry's like, what do you think I'm going to do? And you're like, oh, he's going to shoot him. And Harry pulls out the good cop thing. He's like, you're under arrest. You have the right to remain silent. The guy takes one step and Harry shoots him in the fucking brain. <laughs> and he doesn't die. He just kind of like stumbles around for a couple minutes. <laughs> and that's the end of that guy who was like stuck around for two hours, two fucking hours. Avoided dying and all it took was him getting shot by Harry as a human being. That's so funny. So anticlimactic. The guy was such a menace. He was a true menace. He he was involved in every bad thing that happened. <laughs> all it took was shooting him. Oh boy. Well Harry uh Harry finds Lotus's monkey, who this is when they start making him speak because <laughs> He just keeps being like, Lotus, Lotus, <laughs> in this weird dubbed over, like, between, like, Lotus, Lotus. And then Harry decides to take, Harry's like, show me where she went. Why would the monkey know? But he follows the monkey and even says, like, this better not be a banana factory. It, I, I wish <laughs> they did that in the movie so badly. <laughs> And then, like, you'll hear the monkey just randomly in the background being like, car coming, car coming. (laughs) Car coming. (laughs) And the monkey talks so much in this scene that Harry even at one point is like, shh. (laughs) Because he's just going to, like, draw attention from these guys. I'm talking monkey. Oh, man. Um, And and we find out that, like, all that... um, the, the like origin, the, the, the mythology is very real. So they need a monkey to ride a Jaguar. So they have, they have a lemur and a Jaguar. They have a tiger who needs to eat a, uh, I forget the word they used, uh, nubile, a nubile young woman. Right. Um, and a couple other things. Oh, a dragon has to jump through a hoop. Yes. Which is not, which is through the stars, but, um, so all these things actually have to happen for the evil one to, to come back. Um, but don't worry, Griswold and the monkey are on the case and, uh, Griswold dismantles a security guard, uh, by covering his eyes with a bra, which somehow stops him from from screaming, (laughs) stops him from screaming. One of the weirder scenes in the movie. And then Harry and the monkey are sitting there. And he's like, listen, monkey, you, you go this way. I'm going to go this way. And it's going to be it's gonna be perfect. We'll, we'll take him out. <laughs> and then what happens is Harry runs out, falls over a pile of boxes while, sh- while shooting an assault rifle at, at all sides. Dude, just spraying bullets. Spraying bullets at everything. <laughs> and somehow manages not to kill Lotus, who's just chained up to a wall at this point um he doesn't he manages to kill not a lot of people to be honest i think he kills two people and then meanwhile the monkey captures the main villain at gunpoint (laughs) behind a car (laughs) the monkey's holding a gun (laughs) oh my god and then the cops show up and they arrest him (laughs) 
Dude, and you think so? It's the end of the this. movie, but there's it's, 13 yeah, it, minutes left. <laughs> right. It's the second false ending. It's like, give me a break. I was actually, I actually thought this was the end. I, I really did. And I was like, what are they going to do why, for the next well, 13 minutes? Like, I mean, like, why wouldn't it be? You know, <laughs> it, it was climatic enough, right? Well, we get a switcheroo because I don't even, honestly, I don't even understand what happens here, but just... Sean, Sean, it makes no sense. I, I honestly I honestly rewound it, and like, I, I was super tired, so people can correct me. I could have missed it twice, but like I watched it and rewound it because I was like, wait, what? Because he's handcuffed, and he's just like, he's like, eh, not so fast. And he just like, he just like leaves and like goes into the cage and... and, and the tiger makes a tiger him. attack. Yeah, make, makes a tiger attack that girl. And he's like, "Oh, the tiger attacked her. My plan is fucking." But it's not even the girl that he wanted her to attack. No, he like, was like, "This girl too." That's exactly that's exactly right. He's like, "Well, you know what? <laughs> I love it because Lloyd just completely bent the rules. They're like hammering home exactly what needs to happen for the last ninety minutes." And he's just like, "Well, actually, this could work too." <laughs> and then somehow escapes police custody and his restraints to let the tiger out and attack this other girl. <laughs> Well, and because of that the tiger uh, takes control, or the tiger starts eating the nubile, he starts gaining powers, and he starts vomiting and turning into the evil one. Um, and Harry, you would think, would be able to control this situation, but he's knocked out because <laughs> he ran into a cop. <laughs> like, like exactly how you're imagining. Two guys just running into each other. <laughs> And falling down and being knocked unconscious. Also, this this transformation is disgusting, right? It's, it's insane. Like, legitimately. He he spent all his budget on it. Like it, it's disgusting. It looks great. What's more disgusting? This transformation or that disgusting slob that's in every one of his movies eating donuts Joe. watching the transformation? Joe. <laughs> <laughs> that dude. That dude has literally like five minutes on camera in this movie by doing nothing. He just keeps cutting to him and food is falling out of his mouth. Dude, dude, it's true. But this scene in particular, they stay on him for longer. And like the way, I, honestly, it like turned me off for eating donuts, like possibly ever again. <laughs> it's just, it's so vile and disgusting. It makes my stomach turn. And do you remember? All the powder all over him. Do you remember the way Lloyd talked to that guy on the set of Poultry Guys? Did you watch those behind the scenes? I did. I did. And do you remember? Guy, like, I, think, I think that guy died. He did die. But Lloyd talked down to him so badly. Like, it's like those people that we know in real life in, in, in our group of friends that we talk about where, like, the, the nicer you are to them, the worse they treat you. <laughs> because... This guy was, like, dedicated to Lloyd. And somehow Lloyd was always like, you stupid idiot. <laughs> you stupid fucking idiot. <laughs> like, shitting on be like, he can't act. He's fucking terrible. Like, Lloyd, you put him in the fucking movie. No one has. In every movie. <laughs> yeah. You've been doing this for, like, 20 years, Lloyd. <laughs> Nobody's demanded it. <laughs> oh, man. And the evil one, he, it's insane looking, too. He's got this bug creature that's shooting acid and melting people's faces is pretty cool uh, and then he turns into a larva and again as you said we know this because everyone's narrating what's happening 
<laughs> Lotus is like, oh, he has now entered the larva stage. <laughs> like, Lloyd, it's we get it. Like, put it in a fucking cocoon. Like, we've all gone through, like, third grade science. <laughs> oh, my God. And then he uh, turns into a cocoon. And by the way, I'm just going to throw this out there. It, I, I'm fine with this movie. This movie was fun to watch. They could have introduced this a little earlier. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why not transform this guy I, I, into a bad guy way earlier? Why was the third act not Kabuki Man trying to stop the evil one for like, you know, the entire time instead of the last two minutes? Like, you, you, spent, you spent so much time and energy on this transformation. <laughs> Ultimately, for like two total minutes, you know? It should have been the halfway point of the movie, and then this dude in makeup is running around, you know, causing chaos. Right. Really, the evil one didn't do all that, all that much damage. <laughs> he did nothing, to be honest. Oh, boy. Well, Larry and Harry and Lotus start making out, which, in my head... By the way, Harry's still knocked out, but they start making out. Um, and... and Wait, also, there was a weird scene where the evil one is holding two dead cops' heads. And I'm pretty sure he was going to make them kiss. And I'm pretty sure it's cut out of the movie. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. Uh, he's, he's, I was like, why is he holding those two, those two heads? And then they but got closer and closer. <laughs> <laughs> and right before the lips touched, it just cut. <laughs> I feel like that's on the chopping room floor somewhere of him being like, hmm. Like, making the mouth noises. Um, But it's okay, because Lotus and uh, Harry... Lotus starts making out with Harry while he's knocked out. uh, Which I thought was to, like, transfer the power to Lotus. You know what I mean? Like, in the the beginning. Right. Um, But it's not. It just turns him into Kabuki Man. Oh, man. The Kabuki Man and the evil ones start fighting. Now, if you're following along with the story, which you're not... The So we have two of the three things that need to happen for the evil one to gain full power, right? The dragon jumped through a hoop. This happened in the stars. The stars, the constellations. It was terrible. The tiger ate a nubile. Done, right? So the last thing, and this is my favorite scene in the whole fucking movie. The last thing was we needed a monkey to ride a jaguar. And they have purchased a lemur and a jaguar, but no one freed them from the cage. Unfortunately, Lotus's monkey has gotten into a jaguar motor vehicle and started to try and drive it. This is the funniest thing I've ever seen. This is the biggest dad joke. So while this is happening, the evil one starts gaining power. And they're like, wait, there's a monkey driving a jaguar. This monkey is driving a car. <laughs> and all they have to do to stop it is pull him out, which they do. They just open the door. They're like, hey, monkey, stop. <laughs> and the monkey stops and Kabuki Man wins the fight. <laughs> like, what is Lloyd doing? Why is he writing this? <laughs> There's no way that's in the original script. Right. <laughs> Dude, like, if he was making up the snake going up somebody's ass on the spot while filming, like, none of this was planned. (laughs) I love it. 
Oh my god, I'm fucking crying, dude. A monkey driving a Jaguar car. Ugh. Well, that's it, though. <laughs> that's fucking it. <laughs> they take the monkey out of the car, and uh, the evil one explodes. The con- the constellations turn into go- Kabuki Man, and then it somehow turns into the next day. <laughs> but everyone's still on the pier. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It's just daylight all of a sudden. Uh, and Harry walks out. He's beat up. And the captain's like, you're off suspension and on vacation. <laughs> classic, classic cop there. And then, uh, you know, we get Kabuki Man's final flyover of any superhero movie. Um, <laughs> but everyone's like, who is that guy? And then they find out it's Kabuki Man. They're like, Kabuki Man. And then he fucking crashes. <laughs> of course. And that is the end of Sergeant Kabuki Man. NYPD. Solid. Solid trauma flick. The, the, it is. It is. Um, there's, a, there's a note in here. Sergeant Kabuki Man is perhaps best known for its car chase scene. This is what you were talking about, right? Yes. Yes. Several carloads of gangsters chase Harry Griswold. They flip the fourth Thunderbird. So wait. So did they film that? <laughs> then inexplicably explodes. <laughs> oh yeah, they they started using this for the rest of his movies. Yeah. yeah so it, oh, but they actually filmed it for this. Correct. Oh, that's interesting. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> and they used it in an Xbox game. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> that's amazing. Which Lloyd was like an extra on for some reason. Dude, he just has like friends like. Some people go and work at Troma and then just, you know. Was there ever a second Kabuki Man? No, there was not. How did that happen? <laughs> I mean, I know why. Listen, <laughs> I'm not an idiot. This movie's fucking terrible. But <laughs> uh, wow. Um, I'm just surprised that they didn't go for it, you know? In 2006, a sequel slash spinoff called Sergeant Kabuki Man and the Lesbians of Bone Jack High was started production but was never finished. Can't understand why. Bone Jack High. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Um, He had some small cameos in Tromeo and Juliet. And he's in the new class of Nukem High. Dude, they really pushed Kabuki Man, though. Like, I swear to God, in the early 2000s, like, when we were on the internet looking at movies constantly, I swear Kabuki Man was, like, their big push. And I was always like, who the fuck gives a fuck about Kabuki Man? (laughs) I agree. I agree. His name was everywhere. Now now we know. Now we know. Now we share the love. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Let's see if there's any good quotes here from Lloyd. Uh, Joe. <laughs> okay. Well, I found it. All you have to do is read like <laughs> two sentences into Lloyd's interviews and like you get something amazing. Um, this is not to say he, he's talking about um, the release and how poorly it did. Although he claims all the reviews were positive. Which... <laughs> not, not, not true. Um... 
he even says most of the trauma fans were disappointed uh, because it didn't go the trauma way. Uh, this is not to say that I, along with my fans, don't like the film. In some respects, quite honestly, it is one of our best. Would you agree with that? One of Troma's best. I think I would. I, th- I, think, I think I would. To be honest. I mean, the bar's not that high. Right? It's not. It's not. You know, Nukem High and Toxic Adventure are, are great. But I mean, when you say they're good, what does that mean? <laughs> you know? It's when fairly. We're talking about Troma. He says, it's a fairly well put together, well acted, and well shot. It's just that it could have been so much more if I'd fully dedicated myself to. I think he's right. I think I, I think I agree. Yeah. To well, wait till the second half of this. <laughs> uh, it could have been so much more if I had fully dedicated myself to one choice or the other. Michael Hurst, Jeff Sass, Pat Rick—he's naming a million people. Gaga all wanted me to make a film that was more mainstream. All of these people are extremely talented and intelligent. With Gaga and Namco, Troma could have been propelled into a new stratosphere of interlocking media. Michael and Jeff have been shown nearly infallible heads for business. Rick had a feeling for children's entertainment that was profound. Still, I'm certain they were all wrong. <laughs> so he's basically like, all these people were telling me to do it one way, <laughs> and I didn't. And uh, it would have been a huge success, but I still think they're wrong. Now, here's the best part. I miss the snake going up the ass. I'm upset that we only intimated that <laughs> toddlers were mutilated at the start of the film, <laughs> instead of actually showing it. <laughs> <laughs> I, wait, I regret only having worms being eaten when we could have perhaps had someone chowing down on a water buffalo's penis. <laughs> Not enough heads were sliced. There wasn't enough vomiting or pissing. And there wasn't nearly enough. <laughs> there wasn't nearly the necessary quote of hot monkey love. Perhaps in forgetting these things, I also for a moment forgot my place in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Would Kabuki Man be better with the trauma treatment, the true trauma treatment? Yes, of course it would. I think it, I think it would, and I think he should have done it right after. <laughs> I do agree. I, I, I mean, I, I understand, like you said, why, why they didn't make a sequel. But he should have, and, uh, you know, up the, up the ante. Yeah, I mean, they might as well have, right? They they filmed it all and then cut it all, so you might as well have just gone for it. Yeah. All right. Well, that is uh that's Kabuki Man. You 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 approve? You want people to watch it? What do you think? I do approve. I do approve. I, I approve. Kabuki I think Man. it's worth a watch, right? Um, and I if think, you're gonna watch a trauma movie, you know, don't watch Rabbit Grannies. Watch this. I think for our Patreon fans, I will throw it out there. I'll find a link to it and maybe send it out there for them. Uh, Dude, he used to have everything on his YouTube channel. I don't understand. This one is not there. Um, you do have to pay for it, which it's not expensive. It's two ninety nine. But it, listen, it's also Kabuki Man, and like, <laughs> honestly, I don't know what version you get with the two ninety nine. To be honest with you, like, I really don't. Right. right. So, because uh, if you got the PG thirteen one, there's no chance that's worth it. <laughs> there's no fucking <laughs> chance that's worth it. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was. Um, it was it was fun. I, I approve it. This is this is what the trauma the 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 Trovember is supposed to be. Uh, I don't know how many more of these there are that will will stand the test of time for a Trovember next year. But we can give it a shot. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> um, 
uh, next week is, although I would like to do one thing. Um, I, I, see, we got so many gimmicks and shit coming up. Um, next week is, uh, our Thanksgiving episode. Um, two days before Thanksgiving. Um, give thanks. And we are doing, what the fuck is it called? Blood? Blood Rage. Blood Rage. I cannot remember that movie for the life of me. Um, have you ever seen Blood Rage? Yeah, I think I think, well first of all I thought we did it for the show. Uh <laughs> maybe I just watched it. Um I, I the answer is I don't know. I, I don't fucking know. Let me check Letterboxd. Um do you know what's funny? Last week uh during Rabbit Grannies, I was like I've never seen this movie. Looked at my Letterbox, had seen it like a few years ago. <laughs> uh yeah, I've seen Blood Rage. I gave it 3 stars. Um there's the Ted Raimi appearance. Um, set on Thanksgiving, the film follows a woman and her adult son who are stalked at their remote apartment community by the, un- the son's unhinged twin brother, who has escaped from a psychiatric institution after allegedly killing a man in cold Dude. blood years earlier. Dude, are you sure we didn't fucking do this? Because it has the lady from Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Joe, I've never are seen you? this. Dude, I don't believe you. <laughs> are you talking about... <laughs> Louise Laser. Um, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> I, I don't believe this. We, I've never seen this movie ever. But then again, I said that about <laughs> Rabbit Grannies. Wait, let me check my letterbox because I logged. No, you, I, I, I checked yours. You, you didn't log it, so bro. I didn't. See it. I've never. Why seen the it. fuck did I watch this? <laughs> I I remember I, I honestly I remember it well. Like I I'm pretty sure the kills are fucking amazing, so I'm excited to watch it I mean, again. But yeah, people liked it. People talked to us about it a lot. Why did I? Why would I watch this in my free time? <laughs> Film was. Uh, <clears throat> I'm excited, dude. You know yeah, what these dude. people do? You know what these people do? I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um. On the Wikipedia page for Blood Rage, it says in other media, Blood Rage was covered on the Thanksgiving episode of the podcast Disasters in the Making. What? What is is that? Exactly. Joe, these fucking guys are geniuses. Yeah, why are we not updating? <laughs> like, like every shitty movie, we, dude, go on the Kabuki Man page right now and just update this episode. This movie was covered in the horror show. Joe, Joe that's what it should be. Because, like, dude, I'm looking at this Disasters in the Making podcast. You've never seen a shittier movie in your entire show and entire, your entire fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> never seen anything so stupid. Still fucking making. Yeah, uh, you want to hear something fucking stupid? Uh, you know, I play daily fantasy sports. This has nothing to do with the movies. <laughs> yeah. I've been watching because because I'm, I I put money on the uh, on the late game with the Patriots versus the Ravens, and I was winning the entire time. Uh, and Cam Newton took a knee, and it caused me to lose by point zero. No, points. you fucking motherfuckers! All right, God. Anyway, oh, that's what I wanted to say. Um, our our listener Kelsey Kelsey T had watched the new Black Christmas movie and said uh, it has us written all over it. We should do that for December. I would love to do that. Um, I've actually heard about the the, the new one. 
Um, cause I think it's different, right? It's, it's, it's significantly different and we sounds very different. And, and did we, Joe, we never even did the original black Christmas. No, but we did see it in theaters. We, we watched it to, in, in a theater together and that was a lot, that was a lot of fun. That was a great movie. Like I hadn't seen it cause it just pissed me off so much. It sounded so stupid. Um, but it was fucking great. I loved That's it a, a lot. a great movie. Yeah. I loved it a lot, yeah, Black the, Christmas. I'm just looking. The new one seems uh, interesting. All right, let's do it. Black Christmas. We'll come up with some other. Dude, you know what? The Christmas horror game, not great. <laughs> Which makes sense. <laughs> People want we, to- did all five. we did all five. We did all five. Yeah, right. We did all five Silent Night, Deadly Nights. <laughs> did we really? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the Actually, movie- I don't know if we did... I don't know if we did the first one, but we definitely did the other ones because because we did we did the shitty Bill Mosley one for part threes. I just remember him hitchhiking like a fucking idiot. Dude, was... We definitely did part two, and then we did five and four out of order. <laughs> As we do, <laughs> we'll come up with something. I mean, we don't have to do Christmas theme. We could do you know winter winter themed. Sure, whatever. Um, you know, I get a lot of like requests for um like rare exports, but I've seen that shit. I don't know. It's I feel like it'd be rare boring exports, to talk about. Yeah, I don't think that'd be good for us. No. No. And it's not that it's bad or good, it's just like kinda in between. I just don't think it's gonna work. Yeah, I mean I don't, I don't know what Alright, well we got blood whatever. <laughs> Bloodstorm. <laughs> blood rage. Blood rage next week. So check us out there. Um Check us out there. I, I'm losing my mind. I got to go to bed. All right. Blood Rage next week. We're excited to talk about it. Uh, it's going to be a Thanksgiving episode. We're at IHateHorror.com. Um, uh, Instagram. I'm, I'm, I'm drunk. I'm so sorry. Instagram.com. You know, in, at Instagram at IHateHorror. <laughs> What's our Instagram tag? I hate horror or I hate horror? Okay, listen. It's I hate horror. I'm going to start over. <laughs> I'm definitely going to leave that in. Uh, I, I, uh, all right, you can find us at IHateHorror.com, Instagram at IHateHorror, Twitter at IHateHorrorShow. Uh, uh, I will have the shop up very soon. We have ordered the enamel pins. Um, our buddy Knights of the Pins coming through on that. Um, I, I felt bad. I think I might have. I made, I said something about the price last week, and then he was like, hey, man, I heard what you said about the price, and then I felt like... I, I don't remember what I said about it, but I felt really fucking bad. So, he's the best, man. He's really great. And he's at Knights of the Pins on Instagram, and he, hel- he helped us uh, get these enamel pins ordered. Um, you know, it still cost a fucking chunk of change, but... <laughs> <laughs> Listen. It's worth it. You guys are gonna love them. They're gonna be fucking great. Um... And uh, we'll get those up soon. So I'm going to get the shop up and running. And then I'm trying to get it so like you can put in your email in advance. And then get alerts when the, the sale, when we open up the, the store. Because we don't, we don't keep stock or anything. So it's kind of a first come, first serve thing. Limited. Limited. They're like streetwear brands. Um, so keep an eye out for that. All the stickers are going out for Patreon. Thanks to all the Patreon fans too that you guys have been amazing. Um, next weekend, I'm going to do a live stream. If Joe can hop on, he will. Um, we'll do a, we'll do like a, a, a new, a separate show. It'll be cool. 
Um, and that's all I've got. Uh, Joe, what's your Instagram? Uh, Bugnish1985. What a guy. What a fucking guy. All right. Um, that's it, man. So next week is uh, Blood Rage. Um, it should be great. <laughs> and for Joe, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I drink so much wine. For Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. I die, 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 I die